Welcome to today's devotion at BTC Empowerment Center. As we know that BTC says, being transformed by Christ. That's our goal here at BTC. And in doing that, the only way that we can do that is by allowing the word of God to dictate our decision making. So today's topic as we go into today's word is patterns of my life that draws me away from my intimate relationship with God, which is my covenant relationship. Today, as we get into the scripture, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, is our scripture focus this morning. It says that no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise, which means hate the other. You cannot serve God in manner, which is money and possessions, fame, status, or whatever that is value more than God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we go through today's devotion, bring us to the place where we need to be so that we can enjoy consistently, constantly, and without cease your word, and that we can choose you over all the things that matters around us. Expose any other gods or any other idols in our life that have been driven driving us to make them first place instead of you. As we go through today's devotion, expose everything that needs to be exposed. Use me as your tool to speak to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as the scripture highlighted, two things. No one can serve two masters. How do I know that I'm not um, God is not my first devotion? Or it's my spouse or my job or my business? How do I know this? Well, let me ask you this question. Who do I spend the most time thinking about? What is my first thought of pleasing? In this, this will determine where my motives are. For, as we said, it can be money, possessions, fame, status. Or could be my social media likes. Whatever I value more than God, I must understand that's my idol. You see, God wants our full commitment. We can't serve God while under the influence of money, alcohol, spouse, or sex, etc. If these things are dictating my decision, then we must ask ourselves, well, is God my first priority or is that thing? Allow me to bring balance to this teaching. You see, 
in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, there are over 14 verses that God talks about what we can expect into receiving blessings into having a covenant relationship with him. But then, if we understand, there is 54 verses that's attached to curses, which is opposite. So, either we want God's best, or we want the devil's best. It's our choice. And as I've always been saying all week long, God gives us choices. So, we must ask ourselves, as and, and as we go through these verses, as we go through um, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, I just want to show you a glimpse of these. And many people love to quote certain things. It says, "Now it shall be," and this is God. If you diligently obey the Lord God, Moses is talking to his people, being careful to do all his commandments, which I'm commanding you today, the Lord will put you high above the nations on earth. Here it is. Moses is letting the children of Israel know before they enter into the promised land in Deuteronomy, here is a list of reminders, of reminders, a do's and don'ts list. If you do these things, if you maintain your covenant relationship with God, here's what you can expect. If you walk away from God and turn your back on him, here's what you expect. It sounds simple, right? Well, if we look at the list, and it says in verse 2, all these blessings will come to you and reach, reach you if you obey the Lord God. Blessed will you be in the city. Blessed will you be in the country. Blessed will you be, be your children and your womb, the produce of your ground, the produce of your ground, your offspring, etc. And he goes all the way down. And then, which is something that we love to quote the blessings. But then he says, I'm giving you consequences because of your disobedience. If, if, at verse 15, I mean, I'm just going to read a couple of verses. You do not obey the Lord your God to be careful to follow all his commandments and statutes. I am commanding you today, all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. All See, they're the opposite of the blessings because the blessings, it says, curse will you be in the city, curse will you be in the country, curse will be your, your baskets, curse will be your children. So, as I go into to the, today's devotion, and I'm inviting you to go back in and read it and study it, you may say, well, you see, that's the reason why I'm a New Testament kind of person. 
You see that that Old Testament has too many rules. Let me just give you a glimpse of what how all of it is interlinked together. You see, Moses was the lawgiver. He gives us laws and shows us standards and regulations of what the do's and don'ts. But then if, if you look at it as in a case as if someone the, um, you purchase a TV, the manufacturer gives you a manual and he tells you to operate this television according to these manuals. Well, according to, if you operate according to this manual and you follow things according to the way that he's telling you, then you won't disqualify the extended warranty. This is the purpose in which God is showing us our manual. In other words, if you pour water in the TV, that's not going to be, that's going to disqualify your warranty. If you sit on your television, that's going to, all of that is going opposite in which God is telling us to go. So that's the reason why Moses came in. But then Elijah, which was first of the great prophets, began to show us and give us direction of, of when we got off, when Israel got off and they were on the exit plane or they were in the midst of being ex, ex out of God's plan and they refused uh, to listen and they there was an in-between where they were lingering between both sides. He gives them this warning as you go back and you look at the, the battle of Mount Carmel where Israel struggled between both sides. Let's look at it in the sense of today. We have believers, but then we have some of us, like I said, we're marginalized, meaning that we say we're Christians, but then there are certain things that we don't want to do. And this is where Elijah came in and he was saying, hey, either you serve God or you don't. And then Jesus comes in. And he puts it all together. He said, I am the law. I am the prophet. I give you the power to know and to be set free from sin forever. Because as Moses gave us the law and we said, man, it's hard to keep up those standards. And then Elijah, I know what you're saying, Elijah, but I'm, I'm struggling here. So I really don't want to look at this Bible. Well, Jesus says, you no longer need a pastor, a priest, or a leadership to come through to get your sins forgiven. All you need to do is to come directly and I give you complete access over your health issues, over all your issues, so that you can be more than a conqueror to resolve any issues that come your way. You see, as I said, there is patterns of our lives that may draw us away from God. So as we're operating in covenant and relationship, I can experience 
the purpose was for me and the children of Israel was to experience an upper mobility, not downward. As they read the word of God and we operate according to his kingdom agenda, we can decide to dis disconnect from his will. And as a result of that dis disconnection, then we're going to receive the consequences of being disconnected. Can I go there with you for a minute? Let me show you something. And let me use this example, and you will love this example. If your child tells, tells you that they're not going to follow your rules while living in, under your roof and under your authority, certainly they're going to have consequences. You see the results, either there is a loss of privileges or <laughs> you're going to allow, because of their disobedience, they're going to receive punishment. Well, the same thing is true with our, our loving God. You see, although that we, he allows us to follow whatever we, we decide to choose, that doesn't change him and nor does it change your child from being your blood child. That doesn't change how much you love them. And even more so, that doesn't change God the way God feels about you. You see, as, as John 10.10, Jesus told us, he guarantees us, as we have a relationship with the Father and we come through him, he guarantees us, abundant life but if we want to walk in and walk away from God he says outside of relationship with God I will bring consequences now does that mean that I don't suffer heartache grief and suffering from seeing people dying or experiencing health issues or something like that. Hmm. I'm glad you asked. And what did Jesus say about that? You see in John 16, 33, Jesus said, these things I've spoken to you so that in me, you may have peace. But, and then he goes on and he said, in the world, you will have tribulation. But take courage. I've overcome the world. So if Jesus is saying in me, that means I can expect peace, even if I'm going through, even in my relationship with Christ, I'm better off than experience any tribulation outside of Christ. And because I can rely on the authority of Christ. Let me wrap up today's devotion. I need you to write down these eight things to watch out for. Watch out for these things that can draw you away from God. Number one, the popular opinions of others. God must be, it must be about God's rules versus people rules. That's number, that's number one. Number two, people pleasing. 
we have to, we must and always gear our rules on God's standards versus pleasing other standards. Dishonesty. This is a big one. And the example that I'm going to give you is me, per se, my own personal experience in this. You see, uh, one day, I, I received a call from someone that I previously had a relationship with. And what I did was I neglected to tell my wife because of fear and mistrust of what she would think about me. But I started to get convicted and immediately I began, I went back to my wife and I said, let me tell you this, I was dishonest about this. In other words, we must choose God's moral standard rather than the safety or trying to avoid any conflict. That's a big one because the enemy will tempt you there. The other one is number four is immorality, which means does it defile God's wishes in regard to sexual relationships? This is the big one in the world. We must be willing to be right before Christ in all our sexual experience, lusts, masturbation, fornication. Number five, pride. It must be all about God, not about me. And number six, I'm going to use this word. It's called secularism, which means worldly living, meaning that we must choose to live like Christ rather than Christians that compromise on our entertainment, on God's standard. It may not be the most popular thing. But as I said, we have to live by a standard, which is God's standard. Number seven is bitterness. We must be willing to forgive those, even that doesn't do us wrong. Remember, the forgiven are forgiven. And number eight, serve God and not ourselves. So as, as I conclude this devotion, how can I stay away or make sure that I'm following these eight things that would draw me away? It simply is deciding to align myself under the influence of Christ by, the, by his spirit. You see, in my humanity, I must be willing to admit my own door, just like I gave you the example before, being willing to humble myself, which means that I must be willing to repent. And this is a, a, a religious word with, not, with, with the meaning of just simply making a U-turn, reversing the course that I'm on and desperately deciding to align my my help with Jesus. And how do we do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. We're going to pray through these four C's, which is 
consistent, constant companion, seats, completely surrender, and lastly, choosing a life that's guided by Christ. Let's pray. Father, help us to be consistent in our walk with you so that our patterns will line up with you so that we draw close to you and not close to the things of this world. Lord, help us to make you our constant companion, your word, and to decide to be connected to you and to understand the Holy Spirit as a whole. Lord, help me to cease sinful behavior. Bring to light any things that don't glorify you. And Lord, allow me as I completely surrender my heart and my life to you. I give you total control. So I choose to walk in your will. Guide my life forever from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as you can see, a pattern for your life is drawing close to God rather than drawing away. So I want you to stay encouraged, friends. And for those of you that have just prayed that prayer, I want to add on one simple caveat. Those of you that are outside of, of the relationship with the Father, as we said, there's two roads, two roads. One leads to heaven and one leads to hell. But the only way that you can be sure of which road you're, gonna, you're on is simply through Jesus Christ. He died for all our sins. And the way to remain on that road is to be in consistent relationship with him. But it first starts with allowing him to be Lord of your life. So I'm going to lead you through a simple prayer. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I'm asking that you guide my heart. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for every single one of my sins and rose from the grave. Now from this day forward, take total control of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day.